Praise the Lord. You are listening to a word from the Lord, a radio and internet ministry of the Refuge Temple Church of Burlington, North Carolina. Refuge Temple Church is located in the heart of Burlington, NC at 152 North Main Street. Our pastor is Bishop Reginald J. Davis. Refuge Temple Church is a spirit-filled, Bible-believing, multicultural ministry ordained by Jesus Christ to serve him, his kingdom, and the community from Main Street to the world. We welcome you to join us now for anointed music and the word of God. Somebody thank God for joy. In the word of God, the second book of Corinthians, chapter number four, notice if you would, verses eight and nine. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. God bless you. You can be seated. I want to talk for just a few minutes today from the subject, down, but not out. Down, but not out. The pandemic has taken away the attention that many of us should be placing on many other problems that many people are facing. The pandemic claims the headlines, it claims the news, it claims the attention, but there are some people going through some things that have nothing to do with the pandemic, nothing to do with COVID, nothing to do with um, the season of sickness that's upon the entire earth. And many of us are, are living with the toll of these greater problems. Um, this is sometimes pandemic related and that's the financial challenges of the moment. People who are suffering financially um, and if you've been able to maintain a job, if you've been able to maintain your livelihood, if you've been able to pay your bills, you ought to be the first one giving God glory. Come on, somebody. I, I, I got one person. All right. If you've been able to maintain yourself in the midst of this season, you should be the first one giving, giving God glory. Hallelujah. You know, I said this a couple of weeks ago that um, my heart reaches out for those in need, and I've, I've tried to assist where I've been able to assist, but I've had this, and I'm gonna say it not to be braggadocious, but just to be real. I've had an intense sense of gratitude because I know what it's like not to have enough money to survive. Any, anybody else with me? Anybody else live that? Anybody? Maybe I'm the only one. Maybe y'all are all independently wealthy, but I know what it's like not to have enough to survive. And when I've seen the lines for food, when I've seen the people fighting to maintain their dwellings because they didn't have enough money for their rent or they couldn't meet their mortgage, and when I was able to provide for my family and pay bills, it wasn't a, a, a gotcha. It was, Lord, I thank you. Oh, hallelujah. Anybody just got a thank you in you right now? Lord, I thank you. Hallelujah. 
didn't have a problem putting gas in the car, didn't have a problem meeting the, the notes and paying the bills because in this season, for whatever reason, God has provided for our needs. And I, I just want to keep that before you because there's a tendency to complain. And so I want to make sure that everybody that has a reason to give God glory does exactly that. So everybody God's been good to, come on, give God the glory. Oh, God, right now. Holy, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. Take a minute, that's it. I'll give you time to praise him because if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, the enemy would have surely swallowed us up. And when you see people who are just like you, who have your education, who have your ability, who have your whatever, and for whatever reason their job ended, the money dried up, and they haven't been able to live, and you can live, you ought to be thanking God right now for his divine provision. God's provided for us. But there are many people encountering financial distress. There are people in this season suffering in relational challenges. I'm sure that when the cloud lifts, you're going to see a number of people who walked away from their relationship, ended their marriage, fell out with their cousin, fell out with their parents, fell out with their children, because that's the nature of this time. And many people are struggling in relationships. Many people are struggling just to hold on. This is Valentine's Day and everybody doesn't have a Valentine. Come on somebody, hallelujah. Everybody doesn't have anybody to snuggle up with by the fire. Some people are, this just reiterates the, the absence of some people in your life and because there are relational challenges. Many people are dealing with emotional issues. The rate of depression has increased dramatically in this season. Um, it, it, people don't, we, we haven't heard this in the news as much as we should, but as a result of the um, riot at the Capitol on January 6th, two of the officers committed suicide, killed themselves, just couldn't handle what they saw, what they dealt with that day, and they went home and ended their lives. Um, suicide rates are continue to skyrocket. Depressing rates continue to skyrocket. And then there's the absence of being able to get in to see a counselor. You're doing counseling, some of them by Zoom and online, and for some people that's not enough. They're struggling in their emotions. And then whether we wanna talk about it or not, there are spiritual challenges. Hallelujah. I thank God for this medium. I thank God for Zoom and for go to meeting and for Facebook and for Instagram and for YouTube. But in reality, there's a lot of us that just miss church. Come on, somebody. Just church like we used to have church. Come on, somebody. Choir loft with people, people in the congregation, people in the aisles. We miss church. Come on, somebody. Miss just being able to say praise the Lord to somebody. Miss just being able to hug a person. We miss that. Can we be honest about that? We miss that. And for some people, it's not just a miss. They need that. Because as they drifted away from the physical building, I hate to say it, but it's the truth, they have drifted away from God. Hallelujah. They, it, it, they're not just absent from the sanctuary. They're absent from God. They're absent from prayer. They're absent from Bible study. And yes, they taught us this in the old church, that you needed a relationship that was deeper than the church because the day might come when you can't get to the church. Well, that day has come for some people. And some people are not surviving in that day. Some people are struggling 
at this very moment, struggling with this very reality. Some people, praise our God, have not just been absent from the assembly, they've been absent from God. And in the absence of that fellowship with God, other things have creeped in because the enemy is really good at exploiting the difficult seasons of your life. Enemy is very good at exploiting these struggles. And how are we coping? That's why frequently when I do a Zoom, when I, when I gather people together, I ask the question, how are we doing? Because if we could be honest, everybody is not doing well. All right? We're grateful. We're rejoicing. We're shouting. But we are surrounded by people who are not doing well. Some of us are just hiding, just waiting for things to get better. And until they get better, I'm just going to hibernate. I'm going to hide until the season pass. And, and, and prayerfully, the season will pass quickly because you can only hide from trouble but so long. Come on, somebody. You can hide for a little bit. You can hide and you can avoid it and you can not talk about it and you can evade it. But if it lasts long enough, it's going to force you to give it attention. Some of us are struggling, and if I would be very blunt, some of us are losing the struggle. Every day we get a little bit weaker. Every day we become a little more um, depressed. Every day we become a little sadder. Every day we become a little less exuberant about life. Some of us are floundering. We're in the water and we're just struggling just to keep our heads above water because of the struggles, because of the stress, because of the trials, tribulations. And if we would be bluntly honest, there are some people near us and maybe some people sitting in front of me and maybe some people watching today that are literally drowning. Hallelujah. They're sinking and they can feel themselves sinking. And, 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 and this scripture pressed my spirit and I felt the need to make this proclamation to everybody that will have faith in this season. I came to tell you that you will survive. Oh, hallelujah. Everybody didn't catch that. Maybe some of y'all get it tomorrow. But the Lord told me to tell the saints that would believe, that would wrap their faith around it, that no matter what you are feeling today, if God helps you, my brother, my sister, you will survive. Oh, God, I need you to declare that to yourself because the devil didn't want you to get that, but I need you to get it right now that if the Lord gives me grace, oh, God, I'm going to survive. Yes, I've got stress, and yes, I've understood pressure and yes things are happening but I came to tell the devil and everybody that would listen that I am going to survive any survivors in this house I need you to open your mouth right now and give God the best praise you can give him right now because the devil is a liar you will you will survive you will survive you will survive hallelujah you got stuff going on that's got nothing to do with COVID, but you will survive. Oh, hallelujah. You got pressure happening on every side, but if God gives you help, you will survive. I want to go to the text in 2 Corinthians chapter number 4. There are a number of things that, and this is one, I've shared this before, this is one of my favorite chapters, one of my favorite passages of Scripture. And last Sunday, the Lord reminded us that we have the treasure in earthen vessels. And I need to remind you that every true believer has the stuff in you to make it. 
Look at somebody and say, I got, what, I got it in me to make it. It's in me to make it. It's in me to make it. Hallelujah. I, I, it's not in me to die. It's not in me to fall apart. It's not in me to lose my mind. But it's in me to make it. Hallelujah. That, that, that's why it's so important that you have an intimate, personal fellowship with Jesus Christ. Because in this season, when you're cut off from people, you got to have enough stuff in you to carry you through whatever you're going through. Oh, God, when I can't sit down and have lunch with somebody, when I can't sit down and just talk to fat, chew the fat with somebody, when I have to do everything remotely by phone or by text, I need to know that I've got enough in me to make it. And I came to reaffirm to somebody that is full of the Holy Ghost that you have the power of God living in you. And yes, my brother, yes, my sister, you have enough in you right now to make it. Oh, God, the Holy Spirit, if you have the Holy Spirit, is more than a jump. And it's more than a shout or a tongue. The Holy Spirit is your legitimate comforter. Jesus said, I'm going to give you a comforter that will abide with you forever. And I need to know anybody here in the last year been visited by the Holy Ghost alone. Come on, somebody. Just you and the Holy Ghost. Just you and the Holy Ghost. And he just walked in to remind you that, hallelujah, you might be socially distant, but you aren't spiritually distant. Oh, God, hallelujah. Maybe you haven't been able to do church like we're used to doing church, but the Holy Ghost showed us that I can come to your house. Oh, God. In fact, I'm in you, so I'm in your house. I'm in your car. I'm in, oh, God, your apartment. And because I'm there, my glory and my power is there. And he's the comforter. He's the friend. He's the helper. And Jesus said this about the Holy Ghost in St. John 14 and 19. He said, because I live, ye shall live also. Mm. Let that sink in. Jesus said, because I live, ye shall live also. That means no matter what you are facing, you are going to live in the middle of it. You know, it's one thing to live when everything is going easy and going well and every, there's no struggles and there's no trials, but when you're able to stand in the middle of a test, when you're able to stand in the middle of lack, able to stand in the middle of a negative situation, able to stand in the middle of a sickness, able to stand in the middle of something that is not going your way, and you know that who is keeping you standing is the presence of the Holy Spirit. Oh God, anybody know it's the Holy Ghost holding this thing together? Oh, I would be crazy. I would have lost my mind. I would have fallen apart completely. But the Holy Ghost has been visiting with me. Oh, God, the Holy Ghost has been coming and putting his arms around me. The Holy Ghost has been showing up in every negative situation to remind me that I can live. Hallelujah. And so, as I read this text, these next two verses have what appears to be irrefutable facts that you have legitimate struggles but you have the Lord working in your life and working on your behalf I, I, I don't want to be today we're not going to be in denial some of us are having some legitimate struggles they're, they're, they're legitimate they're real they're not contrived they're not made up they're not false they are real struggles 
And, and so I don't want you to hide from the reality of the facts of what you're dealing with. But what I do want you to do is remember there's another fact, and that is the Lord is with you. Oh, tell somebody, the Lord is with me. Hallelujah. Come on, look across the aisle. Tell them, the Lord is with me. Yes, what I'm going through is real, and yes, I'm feeling it, and yes, I'm dealing with it every day, but there's another fact that I don't want you to forget, and that is the Lord is working on your behalf. So look at what Paul says. He says we are troubled on every side. And I don't know how many of you have ever dealt with this, but it's a real thing to have trouble on every side. Hallelujah. Some of us know what I'm about to say. Hallelujah. You don't feel well, physically or emotionally. Money is funny. People are acting strange towards you. Your ministry doesn't seem to be going where you want it to go. Doesn't seem to be having the impact. You don't feel like you can always get a prayer through like you used to. Hallelujah. Sickness among your family. Grieving for the loss of loved ones. Trouble on every side. Literally surrounded by trouble. But look at the other reality. But I'm not in distress. Lord, pastor, how in the name of God can I have trouble on every side and not be distressed? There is something called the peace of God. Oh, it's not everybody's peace, but it's the peace of God. And it's a peace that passive all understanding that legitimately I should be falling apart. Legitimately I should be, oh God, somewhere looking for uh, some kind of assistance, some kind of help. I should be somewhere crazy, losing my mind, but I'm not distressed. Anybody ever been there when you ought to be worried but you couldn't worry? Oh God. You ought to be scared but you couldn't be scared? Why? Because God was with me. And there's something special about the presence of God. I am troubled on every side, but I'm not worried. People see you dancing, and they are assuming that your life is okay. But you're not dancing because your life is okay. You're dancing because God is keeping you despite what is going on in your life. You know, we sung a song in the old church, hallelujah, anyhow. Anybody got a praise like that, that my life is not perfect, but I, because I feel God's presence, I still give him the glory. I need somebody to open your mouth, lift your hands, do something, but give God the glory because despite everything that is going on, Troubled on every side, yet not distressed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Why am I perplexed? I'm perplexed because I've done, listen to me, everything right and still had trouble. Anybody had trouble you couldn't explain? Now, some trouble you can explain. You did shady stuff and God got you for it. You, you can explain it. You might not want to talk about it, but you know why some things happened. Because you were in disobedience, you didn't trust God, you didn't believe God, and yet, but then there are times when I have done it right, but I'm still having this difficulty. And so I'm perplexed by it. I don't understand it. Anybody ever went through something you didn't understand, didn't know why in the world this would happen to me? Perplexed 
don't understand it, confused by it, but yet not in despair. Meaning because one of the things that happens when we get in trouble is many of us throw the pity party. Come on, somebody, poor me, pitiful me. Nobody loves me. Nobody cares about me. My life is worse than everybody else's life. But you know what? There is somebody somewhere that would gladly trade places with every trouble that you have. I know you don't believe it, but there is somebody somewhere that would gladly take your place because their life is worse than yours. If you live long enough, you'll see people that would gladly trade trade every affliction you have for what they have. And so he says, even though I'm in, I'm perplexed. I'm not in despair. I refuse. You got to come to this place. Everybody's not here yet. But you got to come to the place where you refuse to feel sorry for yourself. And I refuse to let other people feel sorry for me. The psalmist said it like this, why art thou cast down, O my soul? He said, hope thou in God. In other words, why are you sitting here feeling like you have nothing to glorify God about? Why are you sitting here feeling like there's no, no reason to give God glory? I'm perplexed. I don't understand this, but I'm not going to be in despair. Don't understand why this happened. I did the right things. I followed the rules. I lived by the word. And I'm still having this challenge, this difficulty. But I refuse to feel sorry for myself. Why? Because God is going to show up to see about me. Mm. Persecuted. Persecuted. Anybody here ever felt persecuted? That means somebody's chasing for you. Somebody's running after you. Somebody's got a, a, a vendetta of destruction against you. Somebody is planning to, to do something negative to you. And, and, and Paul says, I'm persecuted, but I'm not forsaken. Now, this is important. The presence of God in your life is one of the most important elements of your life. Because what the presence of God means is that even if the devil comes after me, he can't get to me until he goes through God. Okay, somebody missed that. If I have the presence of God in my life, that means that even if the devil, even if hell itself comes against me, it can't get to me until it goes through God. Why? Because I've got the presence of God. That's why so much of the scripture deals with the presence of God. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and him will I trust. The 23rd Psalm. Yea, though I walk through the valley and the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. Now, I don't know who I'm talking to. Maybe some of y'all don't know what it's like to have God's presence. But at the very worst moments of my life, when I felt like all of my world had crashed, I could reach out and there was the presence of God. Oh, shatana labo sitanaye. Felt alone, felt betrayed, felt abandoned, felt neglected. But somewhere in the midst of this, there is the presence of God. Oh, God, y'all get excited. We get excited about some other things. We get excited about blessings and blessings are good. We get excited about money and money is good. But when was the last time you got excited just because God's presence was in your life? He's there. And if he's there, he makes the difference.
Oh, God, look down your road. Say, is he on the road? Oh, God, that means ain't nobody on the road but you because we're socially distant. Is he on the road? Because if he's on the road, guess what? That makes the difference in the midst of what I'm dealing with. That makes all of the difference. God's presence. Saints, I need us to fall in love again with the presence of God. Oh, God, that's what the praise team was trying to do. They were singing, oh God, because singing and worship brings in the presence of God. And he talked about the favor of God and the glory that comes to his name. Oh God, when was the last time you celebrated not what God did, but just that God was there? Oh, hallelujah, just that he was there. Oh God, it was a bad situation. I was depressed. I was perplexed. I was in trouble, but there was God in the midst of that. Oh, God, somebody lift your hands and start thanking God for his presence right now. Mm. Oh, come on, thank God for his presence, saints. Come on, thank God for his presence. Come on, thank God for his presence. Come on, thank God for his presence. I can be persecuted. I can be pursued by the enemy, but not forsaken. That means everything is coming to attack me, coming against me, but I'm not forsaken. Yeah. Oh, God, you know, I need to say this to everybody. Before, and I want you to get this, before the enemy can get to you, he's got to get past everything that surrounds you. Yeah. Come on, somebody. Amen. What's in the word? Goodness and mercy shall do what? Follow me all the days of my life. So that means before the devil can run up on me, he's got to get by goodness. He's got to get by mercy. Come on, somebody. What else is in the word? He, the Bible says that the angels of the Lord encamp round about them that fear him. That means before the devil can get to me, he's got to get by goodness and mercy, and then he's got to get by what? The angels that are encamped all around me. Do you understand why the devil has not destroyed you? Because when he got to the house, there was an angel on the roof, an angel on the front door, an angel on the deck. Y'all ain't hearing me. An angel around you, and that's why hell couldn't take you, because the angels were surrounded you oh God I remember years ago I was driving and a car got in my lane and the car came so close to me saints that I could have put my hand out the window and touched the side of the car and I was expecting the car to hit me oh hallelujah and when I pulled to the side and I was trying to get myself together and I was wondering why I was not in a head on collision the Holy Ghost said because there was an angel between your car come on somebody and the other car because God encamps the angels round about you they're protecting you so what happens if the devil gets by goodness and mercy what happens if the devil gets by the angels. There is God standing between me and what's pursuing me. And they might get by the angels, they might get by goodness and mercy, but they will not get by God because I'm dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. I need somebody in this church to thank God for his protection because I got a word for somebody. Something that should have happened to you is not going to happen to you because God is standing with you, he's standing beside you, and God is protecting you. Oh God, thank God for being covered today, saints. Thank God for being covered. 
cast down. Because everybody has those moments of failure. Anybody here ever been knocked down by life? Knocked down by a condition? Knocked down by a job? Knocked down by a friend? Knocked down by an enemy? Oh God, we don't like talking about it, but everybody in here has been knocked down by something. Knocked down by a bad choice. Knocked down by a bad decision. Knocked down by a negative circumstance. But the Paul, Paul says, the apostle says to us, I can be cast down, but not destroyed. Oh God, what, 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 what's, what's the blessing in that? The blessing in that is the blow was supposed to kill me. Okay, okay, think about it. What happened to you was supposed to destroy your life. What happened to you was supposed to take everything away from you. And while you were laying on your back, while you were laying face down to the earth, you realized, guess what? I'm not dead. I'm supposed to be dead. I'm supposed to be destroyed. I'm supposed to be utterly, oh God, obliterated. But I'm still alive. Oh God, I need somebody in here to celebrate the fact that I've been through hell and high water. But thank God I am still alive. What the devil intended to use to destroy me. Oh God, he was a liar because I'm still here. Somebody sitting here, your, your survival is a miracle by itself. People like you, oh God, commit suicide. People like you end up in jail. People like you end up in the sanitarium and God has kept you alive and you have to sit here, oh God, in this day and not say anything. You ought to lift your hands. You ought to open your mouth. You ought to give God the glory because you're not supposed to be here. Oh God, cast down but not destroyed. Oh hallelujah. Just testify to a neighbor and tell him I'm not supposed to be here. But the Lord's been good to me. And I'm closing, but I need you to realize this. And this is the main crux of the message that the life of a believer it's not always going to be perfect. And I need us to stop buying, oh God, this lie that we've put out of the church. That if I live saved, I'll never have trouble. And if I live saved, I'll never have affliction. And if I live saved, the enemy will never attack me. I came to tell you, saints, that you can do everything right and still hell will break out somewhere. Oh, God, you can pay your tithes and hell will break out somewhere. You can make prayer meeting every morning and hell will break out somewhere. Oh, God, you can do, oh, God, what's right. You know, folks, oh, God, exercise every day and still have heart attacks and die. Oh, my God, people, oh, God, do the right thing and still have a in their body. Oh God, people go to the doctor and still end up sick. People have financial advisors and still end up broke. People go to school and sometimes still can't get a job. Oh God, that's the reality of life. Can I help somebody in here? It rains on the just as well as the unjust. Stop believing God is mad at you because you got this going on. And God is mad at you because you got that going on. 
Sometimes the Lord needs an example. Can I put you on the stand and put you through the ringer and have you come out saying that the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Can I put you on the stand and let you go through hell and high water and you come out saying I will bless the Lord at all times. There are some of us that are circumstantial worshipers. If the conditions are right, I'll lift my hands. If my money is right, I'll open my mouth. If my health is right, I'll do my dance. But there's somebody in this church that's had a hard time. But on the inside, there's still a praise in your heart. I need somebody in here that knows that God's been good, even on a bad day, to open your mouth now and give him the glory. Yes, I've had a hard time. Yes, hell has come against me. But God has held on to me. God has protected me. God has sustained me. God has kept me. The only reason why I'm still here is because God's been good. You're a paradox. You're not supposed to be here. Can I get a witness? Anybody here not supposed to be here? By rights, I should be dead. By rights, I should be insane. By rights, I should have lost my mind. By rights, I should have lost my joy. But the Lord held me. He kept me when I couldn't keep myself. He sustained me when I thought I was gone. He blessed me when folk walked out on me. He sustained me. Oh my God. When hell came after me, the Lord sustained me. So I've been knocked down, but not out. I still got my joy. Still got my faith. Still got my anointing. Still got my power. Still got the victory on the inside. The devil is a liar. I shall not die, but I'm going to live and declare the works of God. I'm going to make the devil a liar and open my mouth and lift my hands and leap for joy because the Lord the Lord has kept me why are you still here because God is a keeper oh God testify to somebody say God is a keeper oh God look at somebody else tell them God is a keeper you were blessed by this broadcast today if you desire prayer or want more information about our church please call us at 336 336- Five seven zero three six six four. Again, that's three three six five seven zero three six six four. You can also go to our website for more information about our ministry at www.refugetemplenc.com. Again, that's www.refugetemplenc.com. Pastor Reginald and Lady Charity Davis and the Refuge Temple family would like to invite you to worship with us whenever you are in the Burlington area. If this ministry has blessed you, please write to us at P.O. Box 3552 Burlington, N.C. 27215. That's P.O. Box 
3552 Burlington NC 27215 or email us info at refugetemplenc.com. That's info at refugetemplenc.com. God bless you and until next time, shalom, shalom.